You're listening to the Great to Greater podcast with Tiffany Rufino, where we talk about all things business and life. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Tiffany Rufino with the Great to Greater podcast, and I am here with the Wi-Fi to my Bluetooth, Mr. Jeffrey Rufino. Mr. Jeffrey Rufino to you. Did I say that right? Were you supposed to be the Bluetooth or the Wi-Fi? I do not remember, but I'll take it. All right. Well, happy birthday to you, sir. Happy birthday to me, yet again. <laughs> yet again. I'm so weird about my birthday. In what way? Like, Cause, like in what way than any other day? <laughs> <laughs> well. You opened the door for that one. I did, but it's more like, I I don't know. I don't, I like my ice cream cake and then taking a nap. That's that's about it. What makes that weird? I don't want to make you a You get big... your cake and you get to have it too. Yeah, there we go. I don't know. I think it's weird. A lot of people like to like celebrate their stuff, and I just want to like. A cake is celebrating. Yeah. So yeah. that's not weird. That's kind of what people do on their birthday. They have cake. Yeah. I guess. Okay. So maybe I'm now. I'll take it back. I'm not weird. Okay. Now I'm gonna have to make next year's birthday weird for you, so that you can see the difference. Oh. Uh. Yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> So um, it feels good to be back, and we are uh, changing our environment a little bit because soon we will be on YouTube uh, with our podcast, which is super exciting. So we, I know I've, I've said that a few times uh, last season, so thanks for bearing with us, but sometimes you have technical difficulties and a couple of mandatory holidays to work through. Uh, but now that we are getting in that groove, I would say I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to say uh, not like the first week of February, but I'm going to say in February, February, <laughs> we'll have um, our first YouTube video up of our podcast. I think that's doable. And, I and believe... I'd like to stream live on TikTok. Yeah. Hey, follow the <clears throat> underscore IO underscore shrink on TikTok so we can... Uh... So we can do that because we could do it on Jeff's channel, but... Um, if you join on TikTok and, you know, you do the underscore I-O underscore shrink, shrink um, and we get my followers up, then not only do you just see fun videos from me, but then we could do lives and uh, interact. And that would be really cool. I'd love to interact with the audience um, while we're doing a live show. You know, throw yeah. out some like spontaneous ones, have some fun ones, you know, maybe not specifically business related, but still great to greater related and answer personal questions and throw it out there. I think it would be a really good show. I believe that it will. And we'll have a <clears throat> lot of fun. Um, you know, it's cool to hang out with us live, I think. Yeah, I think we're pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to <clears throat> apologize in advance because I've been using my voice an awful lot lately for uh you know various endeavors and um it's just a little scratchy tonight so if i drink a lot of water or if i just have to clear my throat my apologies in advance i just want to throw that out there because i don't want to stop the flow of the conversation because this is pretty important to me i i there's something about a doing the right thing not like that phrase do the right thing when nobody's looking that sort of thing it's more of being a human being and doing the right thing and um sometimes it just comes back to going back to basics you know like we've gotten so used to and, and i'm not speaking generationally but i think as uh just as a whole for humans that a lot of us have gotten used to the computer and digital technology that 
we forget that there's basics like pen and paper, you know, what this podcast episode is titled. And I say that to mean that if it's not fixable by a a digital way, um, then we forget like there's other ways we can handle this situation. So let me, let, let's go through the situation. Um, there is a woman who was in the news and I have her name right here. Um, Kayla, I'm going to butcher her last name, so I feel bad um, because I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. I'm going to say vote or, or, yeah, I'm going to stick with that. It's V-O-G-T. 26 years old. uh, Excuse me. I told you it was going to happen. Just won a lawsuit. Okay. She won $182,000, give or take. And this was in Minnesota. And I believe she was, um, I believe she deserved more based on this. But she went through the process of applying at a hospital for a job. Um, and they denied her because they said that the pandemic masking rules would impede her ability to lip read because she's deaf. And I am challenged with that. I'm making a face. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways. And first of all, like her, um, not, not to judge by pictures, right. But you know, with the role that she was going to be in, it was more of a, you know, like welcoming inpatients and greeting patients and things like that. When I originally heard the story, I thought it was a higher up position, honestly. Um, and I, I was mistaken. And so her picture is very welcoming. Like, she's a beautiful woman, and even if she, you know, wasn't, that would just be by opinion or, or whatever. So this is her picture right here. I'll show it to you. We could put the link up on the podcast. Okay. Um, and so I don't know about you, but I can wave high with my hands to greet people and welcome them in. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that people have masks. And it's hard for somebody to read their lips. And I'm not trying to go into a debate about whether or not people should be wearing masks. This is a hospital that people are entering. And there is a protocol that the hospital has in place. So that is a point not to argue. Okay. The challenge is, is that she was denied a job at a medical facility due to her lack of being able to hear. I don't consider that a disability, first of all. Um, like, I understand that there's a, a, you use that term for certain cases, for certain things, and, and that I believe that there's an innovation from that, um, uh, from the lack of being able to hear where other senses are heightened and there's um, greater things that could be done without the hearing. And uh, it hasn't been a challenge to her so far, she's 26 and has gotten pretty far at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but I feel like, especially in this environment that she was applying for, for them to deny a person with what they call a disability, I'm really challenged by that. And when I first read it, I was like, hey, she won money, good for her. But then another situation came up in real life for us with a friend of ours that just... I started boiling and I was like, this is a conversation we have to talk about. So the next situation 
that occurred in real life. Well, not that the other ones didn't occur in real life, but it's different when it's somebody you know, you know. <laughs> Local life. Yeah. Um, there was a situation in a retail environment where everybody was challenged with helping a customer who came in, and that customer happened to um, be deaf. And instead of tending to the customer, um, some of the employees... Uh, are wearing masks either based on their family situation or their belief, you know, whatever, whatever the reason they're wearing masks. And then other employees um, just don't know how to, I guess, address somebody who's deaf. Um, and so they're all fumbling around, for lack of a better phrase, while this customer is standing there waiting to be assisted. And, um, you know, accurately, his demeanor is showing that he's getting angry and clearly now it's starting to look like a discrimination issue rather than a we don't know how to communicate with you issue because the business is established so it's not like it's a brand new business and they're still trying to figure out life it's like okay you have people here that work here that are past the age of 18 um that know how to uh, sign their signature to something, you know, and uh, they cannot figure out how to communicate with a customer that's in their store and is not wearing a mask and they can't, like the customer can't read their lips, you know, and I think the customer is aware that not everybody in every store is, knows how to communicate in sign language, unfortunately. Like, I, I wish that was something that I could do. I could spell out the alphabet, but we're going to be there for a long time because I talk a lot. Um, but reading lips is, uh, you know, something that's a possibility. But granted, the people in the store have the paper masks. And there are masks that are cut out and they have the clear vinyl so that... I mean, I can't imagine that that's easy to use or breathe with. I'm not really sure of the material, but at least you could read lips that way. But could we not just use pen and paper? Like, could we not just write down, like, how can I help you? Thank you for your patience. Or you can even do that generally with, uh, you know, like indicating one minute, you know, and just kind of like patting the customer on the arm. Like, you're not alone. We're not ignoring you. We're not pointing to each other and saying, you, you, me, me, you, you, nope, I'm going to the back and like not even looking at the customer or looking at the customer, looking back at your, you know, coworker, looking at the customer, looking at the coworker and, you know, making a scene. And I can imagine like how bad that customer must have felt. And, you know, like we've talked about discrimination in different ways. And obviously, you know, it's not just uh, a customer of this, client base um that this occurs with i've seen it happen in different places where even in services uh somebody doesn't know how to handle another um or handle their guest's hair you know somebody walks in and wants to get their hair done and maybe the stylist doesn't know how to do a, a high and tight fade right or they aren't they anticipate not knowing how to do somebody's hair because it's curly and they've never worked with curly hair before. Yeah. Or they've never done, or they hate doing perms or they hate doing relaxers or, you know, whatever the case may be, which is so silly. But, you know, the way that there's a way to go about it where it's a conversation with the customer um, and there's 
tact and there's appreciation involved in that, right? Like, so let's let's just dig in. So this is this is where we're at right now. Let's go back to the customers or uh, Kayla, uh, who was the one that won the lawsuit. Let me interject something here because the that the scenario with the customer is actually really silly because um, we routinely do business with a person who speaks fluent Portuguese and doesn't speak a lot of English. Mm -hmm. And we communicate very well with that person. Oh, gosh, yeah. We've had great conversations. Very, very well. And sometimes she'll just pull out her phone and do the Google Translate, and it's... But that's a there's a language but barrier. But you have you have um, you've grown up with two languages. Yeah. I, and whereas you know I've dabbled in languages, I don't have that ingrained in me like you do. I have it you know for Italian and Spanish, and you know I could understand it, but I can't speak it to save my life usually, mm-hmm. uh, maybe to save my life. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but whereas, let's not test that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So with the person you're you're referring to, like. Um, we do use the phone for translation, whereas you can get by with understanding a couple of words. Yeah, and... Portuguese and Spanish are, are like cousins. Yeah, I had a friend once that said that, uh, and this is this does not reflect my opinion, but they just <laughs> said, you know, it's easy to understand Portuguese because Portuguese is badly spoken Spanish, uh, but it's not really; it's its own language. Yeah. However, in the situation here, both people speak English. Right. So you don't need, like, literally the pen and paper thing will work. Right. Or anything, even typing on your phone, which is something that people nowadays do <laughs> so much. Yeah. Typing on anything, you're probably surrounded by things that can relay text or relay your idea in in a in whatever way you can. Like, I remember I used to work in a store where I had a, a small client base that was... Um, that was deaf, and I don't know it, uh, ASL or sign language or even how to fake it. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to learn, but it just mm-hmm. never, like, some parts of it, like, um, come to me, others don't, and that's fine. But I just instinctively, like you said, piece of paper, I've done that dozens of times right. where it's like, okay, let's, let's communicate like this. Yeah, let's do rock and stone, like, let's yeah. figure it out, or... You know, instead of just staring at each other and having the customer feel awkward. And one of the things, there's a, there's an expression that I've heard a lot of times, and I've never really loved it, but in this case, I think it fits, and it's one of those, whether you think you can or you think you can't, Both are true. You, you're right mm-hmm. kind of thing. I've always thought that was a little kind of like, eh, you know. Like catchphrasey. But if you start off thinking, oh no, a person who speaks another language, or oh no, a person who is um, deaf or blind or whatever, I'm not going to be able to communicate with that person, then you're not going to do the thing. Or even try or innovate. Yeah, in a lot of, and, and in 2023, like in, in the current year that we're in, mm-hmm. the a million different tools that you have to communicate with people. For, for people not to make that slight effort is mind-blowing. So there's like uh, quite a few things that come to mind in listening to you share that. And I think about, okay, I'm going for the job, right? Let's say I was going for the hospital job. Now, what if a, a patient comes in and maybe they're an older patient and they're deaf? 
so can do we say I'm sorry you're deaf you can't come in because we don't know how to talk to you or what if I have people coming in that speak a different language am I now fired because I don't speak other languages like it just doesn't make sense that this person wasn't hired based on that because there's mm-hmm. also there's going to be a block in front of you no matter what the situation and no matter and you didn't even give them a shot at the abilities like they didn't even get an opportunity to interview her or try to hire it was like no yeah we can't have you because this job requires xyz well you know there's we're a melting pot there's all different people that come into a hospital for various reasons and you know, there's if I'm working there, there's going to be people that I can't communicate with because I just don't have the knowledge or the capability at that point. But I can find a way. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm thankful that she won the lawsuit. I don't have the um, transcripts to see like what the final uh, specific judgment was from the judge. You know, I'm very curious to see how the judge uh, handled it unless the hospital kind of like put. Pl- well not pled out but like made a deal settled yeah settled on it as opposed to you know like saying anything else on that um but then i go back to like these were back to back it was literally i read the article two days later the situation with the customer at the store happened and i'm like why is this a trend right now why is this a thing everybody is talking about how there's no business because people are holding on tight to their wallets with inflation you have a customer willing to spend money but then you don't have the employees willing to find out a way to make it work you know how many people that customer could have sent to the one employee who took initiative to help out that customer and the customer goes back home to their friends and family and says hey listen if you need the hookup go see this person at this place because they'll make it work. Like they don't speak ASL or they don't do sign language. They have to wear the masks. But if you go in there with like a written plan or like, uh, you know, written questions, they'll take the time patient. They were so great. This was a great experience. Like don't go anywhere else, go to them. And then that employee, you know, gets the hookup of all the referrals without having to do anything. And you have the other ones standing around like twiddling their thumbs because nobody's going to them. And it's like, you the going back to it being a digital age removes the emotion from it right so everybody thinks everybody's awkward at this point because we're all on we're we're all on our phones you know i'm surprised if i walk into the store and someone says hi you know or or greets me when i come in and they're not they don't have their airpods in or if they're not on their phone i'm like wow okay this is what upscale stores look like. And meanwhile, it's, you know, Target saying hi to me when I walk in the store, whatever the case may be. Um, so I think uh, another part of that is how our standards of customer service dropped because we've become so remote from human interaction. And I mean that through the past couple of years with being fearful of like interacting with people and, um, also again relying on the computer and relying on our phones to just find what we want and that's it like they're coming out with different um it was a shopping cart that had like a screen on it and it knew exactly what item you were placing in your cart based on the screen so you don't even need a person you just grab what you want put it in the cart and then you swipe your card on the cart and pay for your stuff and that's awesome it's awesome it's you know it's innovative it's new i understand like you know you still need people to stock the shelves and that sort of thing um and make sure things are fresh in a grocery store and, and all of that but 
what about talking to someone? What about interaction of, hey, have you tried this? Like, you know, it's we're removing all ways of having to be a foundation of people with a purpose and um, becoming very in, not inclusive, but introverted. And um, I think that that's going to be very difficult to grow from. I think not having people around you to challenge your ideas and to challenge your emotions and to help you with critical thinking is a scary place to be in mm-hmm. um, because words can be misinterpreted online. Um, and also it's a lot easier to have a bravado online with nobody in front of you. And, you know, do you even get to see the real person? There's a lot to unpack there. Like it just, yeah. you see how it escalates from, you know, not taking the time to help somebody when, you know, back in the day, you would probably, you know, grab a pen and paper and just write it out. What's the difference? I think, well, first of all, full disclosure, this topic is very, very near and dear to my heart. One of my very best friends in the entire world, a co-worker of mine, um, somebody I've worked closely with for the last easily five years on a specific project when we started doing this project at at work um we had left our department temporarily which turned into five years Mm -hmm. but um we heard rumblings that our department did not want her back if the temporary thing stuck because she was she um had at one point suffered a stroke which took part of her hearing and so to in that regard she's legally um deaf so she does in some cases speak with sign language when we do um like i do a lot of remote work so when we meet she uses a lot of closed captioning but what people don't realize is that she's one of the smartest people Mm -hmm. smart as a whip um organized can handle five ten tasks at a time and puts up with me so that right Mm -hmm. there makes her a saint um but when i heard that i just remember thinking like why would you get rid of talent like that right or not even give it like look what you could be messing out on because in uh, such a connected environment when we already have remote work built into our workflow Mm -hmm. right like my workflow at work has so many meetings that are over video conference has so many conversations that happen over uh, uh, instant messenger such as slack or, or something like that it's already built in why would you push talent away mm-hmm. and it there's a chicken or egg conversation because it leads to what you're talking about like it comes full circle when you think about how employees have been treated and then after the great resignation now you have places that like you said they're struggling to find to keep employees and the employees that are there have no incentive to provide that customer service which is why you see situations like that where people go in and they're like well nobody really wants to help me Mm -hmm. much less if there's an accommodation that they need to make 
which again, if you really think about it, it's not really an accommodation because you're already it's already built in. Right. You know, like uh, talking over text, talking over video, all of those things are already part of your day. You're just adding an aspect to it that you know whatever, but the attitude changes. It it's baffling, but it also speaks to exactly what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's lack of empathy or if it's a fear, or if it's a matter of I just don't have the time and the patience, honestly. Which you know neither does your guest or your client. They don't have the time or patience. Um, and depending on the service, they, you know, it it could range in how much time and patience they lack. Right. And as well as it should be, because who knows if this customer went to four different similar stores and received the same treatment and you could have been the store that turned it all around and changed, you know, the image of yourself or the organization or worse. What if they went to four stores doing their errands and got stellar treatment? And you're the roadblock. Right. And now there's a discrimination yeah. situation that's going on, at, rightfully so, um, where it goes above your head and goes elsewhere. Right? Yeah, I was able to shop for clothes. I was able to go uh, well, pay, I order food. pay utilities. Yeah. And then I come here to the grocery store, and at the grocery store there's an issue. Or I went to like you know pay my light bill, and there there's an issue, or what have you. And it's, it's, it's nuts. Um, something you said where it's like you're not thinking of them as people, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're thinking of them as like a, a number transaction. or a transaction yep. or something like that. And then I think about like, um, think about your family. And, you know, you, you th- obviously you think of your family as people. You grew up with mm-hmm. them. Your family could ask you to do anything. And you'll sit with them for hours and mm-hmm. help them with favors mm-hmm. and do all sorts of stuff. And then not this, and they don't pay you anything, but they're your family, right? Right. Now here's a customer and you're looking at them as a transaction and you're not willing to go. You're looking at them as like a problem. Correct. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I think that there's opportunity, A, from a company's standpoint in how do you provide customer service to every guest every time, right? Um, And training in what discrimination could look like even if you're challenged in this situation. How do you handle something that you don't have an answer to? And it's in a way that may put you in a vulnerable position um, as an employee working with a customer. However, this is how you learn and grow and you work through it, right? Um, But the culture trickles down. So what my question would be is what would be missing or what was missing? And sometimes it's, the learning management system that companies use to train their employees because we've taken away the one-on-one training. I get so much more from being connected and talking to someone in front of me and learning from somebody that way, whereas companies are turning to, hey, we want to get this person out on the sales floor. Click next, click next, yes. and sign yep. off. Uh, did you watch the video? Yeah, while well, I was in the bathroom and I had the screen up in the top left corner and while I was doing something, you know, like those mm-hmm. things. And I believe that like an LMS system is good as a supplement, not necessarily as the instrument. And, um, you know, so there's that part too, because if you as a leader are not interacting with your people and you're using devices to save you time, 
um, and to save you money on training costs and things like that, you're missing a really big opportunity in expanding your client base. I'm not saying LMS systems are bad overall, not at all. I just think that you can't take away some things that uh, work, right? I think you hit the nail, you, you hit actually hit the nail super on the head. And there's two examples. The quick one is school, like um, online schools, the classes are basically like, do this assignment, check off. And if you talk to your, you know, professor or teacher or whatever, twice in a semester, you're lucky, mm -hmm. right? Um, the other one is when I, when I started this project um, that I mentioned earlier in the episode, there was a lot of training involved. And there's uh, there were documents that were as many as 300 pages long that I had to learn. And tunnel vision kicks in. And you're just like reading through this. And you're like, I don't know what the heck this is. It wasn't until I sat in a room with somebody who had been doing this material already and was able to sit down and like break it down for me into like, this is the stuff you should know. This is the stuff that's nice to know. That's when it became like, okay, now I can digest this. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I mean, it, you're right. It, it, that's for just regular job functions. When it comes to being sensitive about people's um, cultures, different abilities, different um, uh, situations, that also requires training. And if your your eyes are glazing over while you're clicking next, well, then that's what you get. And again, I think that brings it back to how much does the leader care or how much is your leader more or how, wait, hold on, I have the words, it's just jumbled. Or do you have more of a manager than a leader? So the manager would yes. be like, okay, person, I got the email, the person went through the training, they're good to go, and now we can move on to the next step, right? Like I checked off everything I'm supposed to do to make sure that this person is onboarded and ready to go. Um, and there's no follow-up to either the information that uh, your employee is provided because the manager doesn't have time and really needs you to go out there and sell the thing, right? Or um, the other piece of it is that if you're in leadership, you sit there and knowing this person is either new to the organization, well, obviously they would be because they're going through training, right? Um, or if they're new to that uh, particular industry, um, that you sit there and you might say, okay, how would you handle this situation? And kind of gauge, and that might even be just like the interview question. How would you handle this situation? How would you think outside the box in these situations? Mm -hmm. And um, then you really... How have you already done that in the past? Right. And that's how you find out in the interview of different experiences that would demonstrate that they're not one to run away from a challenge, that they're ones that would run to the challenge. They're not the ones that it's like, oh, let me go out in the mall and like do some shopping while a difficult situation is occurring in my store because they can handle it. It's more of like, oh no, this is a puzzle I'd like to figure out. Like, let, let's go ahead and do it. Um, and I think uh, that it's more, that's kind of like a mentoring part of it, right? So you can't, I'd be really surprised if you could have a an AI situation or LMS situation where it can mentor somebody to their particular mindset. 
And that creeps me out a little bit, but it's still not real. You know, like you can't have an LMS say, so you're supposed to feel this way when a customer comes in, or you might have a customer have this feeling because you can't um, emulate that. You know what you can do with AI is the book smart portion. Mm -hmm. So um, I imagine a psychologist has to read a lot of books, but there's a human element to that that you can never emulate. And that, and you're right. It, you know, <clears throat> you break down people into personality types or communication styles or something in an assessment, and then you can train an AI to speak to that. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to speak to that in a way that speaks to. That's like saying everybody. It's situational. That, that that's like feeding astrology into a into an AI and saying everybody is one of twelve people. Mm -hmm. There's so many shades to that. So you're yeah. never going to speak to Jeff. You're going to speak to type Aquarian. Yeah, Aquarius <laughs> type A. This and and it's not. It's not there's. It's hard to put the finger on it, but it's it's not human. It's right. not um, really connecting with me, right? To where I I want to be part of it. It's generalizing you mm -hmm. in that sense. And whereas if I am your leader and I'm really mentoring you in this position and getting you ready to deal with customers and situations we faced and that I've witnessed with new employees, and I'm setting you up for success. Granted, as a leader, I can't give you like every possible scenario that's gonna occur in your life as you work with me, but I'm gonna make sure that you don't feel, A, afraid to try to problem solve in that situation. Um, I'm going to empower you to do what's right for a customer in that situation. And I'm going to challenge you to um, sit there and think like, am I doing what I would do for myself or what I would want somebody to do for me. And I say that specifically for um, like the me part because some people don't like their family and friends so they may not do that for you know their family and friends and they may not go the extra mile. They may actually push the customer out to the extra mile. So um, when you bring it back to yourself and you're like, if it was you, how would you want somebody to treat you in a place like that? And um, you know, I, I wanted to stay specifically on task with this just because it, it happened back to back with the article and then the situation in the store. Um, and, you know, speaking uh, specifically about the deaf community. However, I just also remembered a situation. Now, this is on the, um, I guess, the employer side where a woman was pregnant and um, I, I think she's had uh, two children while working at this job, right? And so uh, she went on a leave of absence and the employers decided that they were not gonna bring her back after she had her second baby because they were afraid she was gonna get pregnant again and have another kid. So they were trying to predict the future on someone's family and I'm like, what is going on? Is it that the people who left organizations during COVID, um, now we have a role to fill and we fill it with people who haven't grown enough in the industry that they are just not thinking straight um, just so that we could fill roles? Or is there a piece that we're starting to lose or miss out on in business where 
people are human and like the audacity to sit there and say well you might have another kid so yeah that's not gonna work for us um like god forbid i go ahead sorry i know i know you wanna no no go go for it like god forbid i go out and something happens to me and i know there was a movie like this and it's like is not coming to my head right now but um you know and i fall deaf right you know uh just like our friend god forbid something happens i fall deaf does that mean i no longer have my job because you don't think i could communicate with customers you know like um what happens if a disability occurs you know while you've been within an organization and usually the rule is is that as long as you can reasonably i know that's one of your favorite words especially in like the courtroom but if you can reasonably do the job and uh, you know it can be accommodated for you there is no reason why a disability should affect you right whereas if i had a different disability and i'm not going to pick anything out because you know i'm not looking to um offend anybody in any sort of way it's um i'm really speaking on behalf of um people that should be allowed and have the same opportunity to get different roles if they could handle the job and capably do it. Somebody who can't greet um, because they're quote unquote deaf and can't greet patients the way that the hospital dictates is right, um, needs to, you know, the hospital needs to go and visit other places to see how often people are even greeted or acknowledged because you would think that it was the opposite. Right. And then on top of that, I guarantee you, nobody in, that made that decision has ever worked in the role that they were trying to hire for. I Ooh, think I get fired up on it. I get yeah. so mad. Like when it's just not right and the integrity is not right. And the fact that she was even told that is it, it's annoying. And the other sorry, the other question I have for this uh hospital which you know i i don't plan on attending ever is how did you get to the point where she has to come in for an interview was everything through email communication like at what point did a human interact with her where this could have a this could have been like you know talked about on the phone instead of her showing up all dressed up ready for an interview and then what let me say that human interaction it's missing it, there's a saying like when somebody shows you who they are believe them and did i just show myself no, oh. no. <laughs> i mean you're you're pretty you're pretty upfront but what i mean is like i i combine that with the idea of people saying the quiet part out loud and i don't mean that to say that you know not accommodating people is the quiet part no, it's not. It's that person's quiet part. And I'm pretty sure, and this is probably one of the advantages of this era that we're in, that for various reasons, people just feel like they can say whatever now. And the advantage to that is that the people who made the decision for to not hire this lady, they always thought that way. Mm -hmm. That's how they've always been. And this era has given them the confidence to just say it, which which is how now you can highlight that behavior and see it. But who knows how many employees back in the Stone Age 
you know, and when when you had to be civil, mm-hmm. how many employees they treated a certain way subconsciously, or maybe even on purpose, but didn't say it because they perceived them to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Only now, go ahead, say it. This is what's going to happen every time. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think that's where. The innovation gets missed. And I was so, you know, honestly, when um, 2020 started before, uh, you know, COVID hit everywhere, I was excited for 2020 because I thought of like the roaring 20s and not so much in like the bootleg era and, you know, the depression and that sort of thing. I thought of it as a renaissance period of a revolution of music, of art, of fashion, and like all this great stuff. I'm like, history is going to repeat itself. It's just going to be greater than it was because we know what doesn't work and we know what will work and people are going to be so creative and innovative and we're going to be excited about it and it's going to just rejuvenate the economy and um, everybody's spirits about business, right? And then, yeah, that opportunity kind of presented itself in a backwards way if you look at COVID that way because everybody was shut down. Nobody was allowed to go out. And this was the opportunity to quiet our minds and to really sit there. And like, think of how many things that you wrote down that, well, I mean, work from home, obviously, you were able to do that. We were blessed for that opportunity. But I think about for myself, all the lists that I made of the things that I wanted to accomplish, you know, because we didn't know how long we were gonna be home or what was gonna happen. And you're like, I'm going to learn a new language and I'm going to learn a new craft. You know, I bought art stuff. I was having things like delivered to the house. I was like, I could do all the things that I wanted to try because I have the time and, you know, go back to school and I could do this and I could do that. And, you know, some of the things I did, some I didn't. Um, But at that point, like really just disconnected all of us. Um, Some people did take that creative aspect, but then they get the fear of, well, I can't do this as my passion because I have my job and when my job opens up, I'm going to, you know, go back to work because they provide and, you know, I have insurance through them and I have a salary and I don't know if my craft or my passion that I discovered is really going to do that for me. They they had the doubt within themselves and, you know, then come to find out that some of those people didn't have a job to go back to or their job changed or it, the hours are cut or stores are cut or you know, and then you sit there and you're like, oh, they did it to me before I could do it to them, you know, which goes into like the quiet firing or the quiet quitting episodes that we've had. Um, quiet hiring is our next conversation mm-hmm. to have. Um, you know, uh, we're still in the 2020s. I think there's still opportunities for us to turn it around as uh, a group of people going towards a common purpose. But when you're working by yourself or if you're heading towards a goal by yourself without a movement, I mean, like the first thing that we need as a a species is a group that we feel like we belong to. You know, you need you, you can't run independently without some sort of support or foundation to move forward with. You need a pack. Um, that's that's just the basic need of survival along with shelter, food, and water. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see it in mental health, how it's affected people that have been alone and have used um, you know, social media to kind of work themselves through it, but it only really uh, inhibited them from being social 
And so like a lot of TikTokers, you know, got, grew big during the pandemic because they were by themselves and that was the best way to connect with people. But you're still lonely when you do it that way. If, and, you know, um, going out the other day with uh, a friend of mine just to get coffee, we were talking about um, how it was just, it was almost weird uh, doing that because yeah, there was a time where everybody would do that, but like it doesn't happen anymore where somebody says, Hey, you want to just grab a cup of coffee? And you're like, Oh yeah. People used to do I that. have a coffee maker. Why would right, I? right, right. And then you feel like you're going to walk through, what are those things called? Like the hay that runs like it, the dust. tumbleweed tumbleweeds. You feel like you're going to go and walk up to a dusty, you know, Starbucks or a Dunkin' Donuts and no one's like been in there in ages because, you know, everybody stayed home and made their own coffee and you're like, oh no, it's not like that. Like, oh yeah, there's bright lights in here. There's, there's an environment and atmosphere and it, it smells of coffee and happiness. (laughs) And I'm here with a, a great person having a great conversation and it's, it's not weird anymore. And oh yeah that's what restaurants do it's like you know the world starts like blowing off the dust and you see all the other things that you could do like we just need to get back to being social and interacting with people and um, understanding human emotion through connection vibes and physical energy not only through the words that are being said Um, which is why it's so important to you know get out there go out with your friends have a good time be safe um, and you'd be surprised like what ideas and what conversations come up after people have been sitting alone for a while and how much it helps mental health to go out and do stuff like you know I keep harping on this this coffee date but like I can't tell you when the last time was that you know I did that and just um talking we both got so amped like people started looking at us because we would get so excited about the conversation that we were having because we were so passionate about the topics that we were talking about and it just felt like an adrenaline burst you know like it when you play a video game and like you hit a high because you got like to the next level or whatever it's the same thing with conversation when you're like oh man someone matched you know the frequency that i had and they get it and this conversation just elevated me and i hope i contributed to this person what they contributed to me because um that's what i want to give to the world i can't reiterate this enough Go to the underscore IO underscore shrink on TikTok and follow Tiffany because the faster you do that, the faster we'll go live and have, um, in addition to these video podcasts that we are pledging to do, we'll have uh, live hangouts with you guys and live hangouts will lead to real live hangouts so we can connect and be social creatures and behind the scenes of our events and the shows and you know all the good stuff and i will make a commitment to keep my closed captioning on and um try to uh, accommodate everybody as best that i can and if you have any ideas or tips i'd love to hear them or if you have situations that you've been in i'd love to hear about them too and see um how we can talk through making this not happen for the future. So don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and we'll uh, talk to you next Tuesday.